Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I am thrilled to have Jake Thompson on the show. Jake is quickly becoming one of my favorite people and podcast hosts. He's a keynote speaker and chief encouragement officer at Compete Every Day. Jake's unique approach to personal and organizational growth is all about developing focus, habits, and culture. And in our conversation, we're gonna dive into the art of self-encouragement, the power of shifting focus onto others, and the importance of identifying and living by our core values. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a parent, or simply someone seeking personal growth, this episode promises to inspire and enlighten you. This guy is on fire and I am so pumped to introduce you to Jake Thompson. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Jake, as a busy parent, entrepreneur, it's easy to get down on myself. And I think a lot of people get down on themselves really easy. You know, something I've been thinking about a lot is like, everybody's got this narrative going on in their head. Everybody you meet, the world really kind of revolves around them and it's seen through their eyes. And life can get tough. And we kind of kind of do battle with ourselves all the time. So how can we get better at number one, encouraging ourselves? And then once we win that war or are engaged in that battle and with an effective strategy, how can we then better encourage others? I actually think the two, it's not a one than the other. I think they're actually sim simultaneous. And what you see is in a lot of research around happiness is when we shift our focus into others, it helps us. When we think about as a speaker, when I get on stage, if I think about myself, I'm dealing with the fears, the insecurities, the doubts, how am I going to sound? When I shift the focus to just the audience, how can I help them? That gets a little bit quieter and I become more focused on the mission and project at hand. And so the first thing is... I almost say releasing your expectations of reality because I think most of us are hard on ourselves because we expect perfect from us and we know we can't deliver that, especially can't deliver that consistently. We assume everybody else is perfect because we only see that snapshot either in that brief interaction or on social media. And so letting go of those expectations to understand perfection isn't necessarily attainable, but constant progress is helps us. The other piece of that is affirmations. How do you talk to yourself? Because nobody talks to you on a daily basis more than you do. And being very intentional about the type of language we use. Uh, James Clear does a phenomenal job of this in the book Atomic Habits of talking about the importance of I don't versus using I can't. Mm. Because I can't feels heavy. I always think of being like a seven or eight year old kid and my mom, who is ultra conservative, would not let me go to my buddy's house for a slumber party to watch Terminator or Predator or Rambo, all the great movies. Mm. And I'd be like, I can't. Whereas when you say I don't, this is what I am. This is who I believe this is what it aligns with my values. And so what I found in terms of encouraging myself is really identifying what my core values are and then continuing to speak life into myself with them every single day. When I'm in the middle of an uncomfortable workout and I feel like, man, this guy right over here is just crushing me. I keep reminding myself, hey, my goal is to expand my own comfort zone is to expand my capacity. And so I'm not worried about his capacity. I'm worried about mine. So how can I, A, be grateful I have a target to chase that makes me go harder? And two, how can I just focus on being a better version of me? And so I think once we can start to change how we talk to ourselves and focus on those moments when we're down, 
more frustrated to say, hey, how can I encourage lift someone else up who's probably feeling the exact same way inside that I am? It starts to change our whole demeanor because then we become someone on the lookout for how do I speak life? How do I lift somebody up? How do I encourage somebody every single day? And the focus is less on how do I feel? Where am I falling short? How am I not good enough? The focus is on someone else, which ultimately with the studies of happiness ends up making us more happy. Mm. As you notice, I'm taking a lot of notes. I'm furiously typing over here. I love podcasting because I get to meet really smart people like you. And it's awesome to be able to share this with the world and also improve myself (laughs) because, you know, people are working independently now. Um, I don't know if everybody's going to go back into an office. I think we're seeing a more of a shift to that. But when you're by yourself, it's like it's easy just to kind of get down. And I remember, I don't know if it's Elko, the psychologist says you need to start talking to yourself and stop listening to yourself. And I think it's, it's common in sports. But what I really appreciate here is you're talking about identifying your core values and speaking life into them. One of the things that we just we teach people at AIM7 is to link your actions to your values. Because when you think about I'm taking this action based on because I value self-care, or excellence or faith or whatever, I'm not going to say it makes it easier to persist under emotional circumstances. Let's double click on this idea of speaking life into the values. Yeah, I think the most important thing and the hardest thing for me was actually sitting down and identifying those values. Like, what do I want from a foundational? Because part of the time I was like, eh, it sounds a little woo-woo. Like, yeah, I want to be disciplined. I want to be successful. I want to be, you know, all of these things. But it wasn't until I actually sat down and was like, actually, what are going to be the non-negotiables in my life that need to determine every direction and choice I make? And when I sat down, I kind of sketched out, I laughed, I sketched out like 20 different words. Well, that's going to be really hard to recall in moments of stress or discomfort or when I have to make a, a tough decision and my brain's just not firing properly. I can't recall all that. So I kept whittling it down until I had six. And I said, okay, these six are going to guide me and here's what they're going to do. And so I identified them and then I dumped as much detail as I possibly could into them to say, how does this align with anything and everything I could face in life to determine my choices? And I think once I did that, the decisions I made, the situations I found myself in were still difficult. They were still uncomfortable. But moving forward through them became so much easier because it wasn't about, oh, I hope I don't make the wrong decision. Which decision aligns with the values of not only myself, but maybe who I desire to be? And I see those as not only what we find important, but almost a North Star that guide us in the direction of becoming our best self. And and for anybody listening that maybe is on that side that was like, well, I don't really know, or like, hey, I want my personal value to be, say, you know, faith or health, but I'm not that great in it yet. Mm. There was a really cool study in the late 90s where people were ranked on like their best self versus someone else. And it doesn't matter how great you think you can be, we always rank someone else better. And so if you think about that, man, Eric, I love your post about like how you optimize your week in a lot of senses, because Mm -hmm. you've got family and all these other things. And I think, man, Eric seems incredibly disciplined about how he uses his time and moves on his goals. And so in those moments where I think, man, discipline's really important to me, but I'm not disciplined and I can't imagine it, what would Eric do in this situation? 
How would Eric respond in this situation? And identifying a person or persons in your life that embody those values and then acting as if you're them, almost like a Hollywood method actor fully embraces their role. You start acting as that person. Over time, you start to develop that skill to the level of the person you're aspiring to be like, which then it really ingrains it in that value and helps you move forward. Oh, that's brilliant. Not that you want to be like me, but I'm thinking like, it makes so much sense. Like, you remember the old WWJD bracelets people used to wear? Yeah. Something like that. But like, you know, there's people we look up to, people that are excellent in many different things in life. And it's really a great framework to be like, okay, in this situation, investors, what would Warren Buffett do? They're going to go back and think about how he would analyze the market or how he would assess a company or things like that. I think that's a really great way to go about this. And it goes back to encouragement, right? Like to bring it back full circle, it's like, you know, we're all on a journey. We're all in this process. Nobody's perfect. But if we understand our non-negotiables, we're breathing life into them, we're speaking life into them, and then we have things to pattern match off of, it's hard not to kind of elevate the game in our heads. It is. It's funny you say that. So the Warren Buffett's a great example. I heard Steve Martin talk about this in terms of his mentor, Carl Rayner, who is a director and actor and comedian, was so good about just being warm and welcoming to strangers. And Steve Martin is like, that's not me. Like, if I don't know people, I'm super nervous. So when I started entering rooms, I asked, how would Carl act in this situation? And he said, now that's kind of his persona of like, he still does it. But people say, man, Steve's such a warm, welcoming person the first time you meet him. And it's because of that process, it elevated himself by saying that and then being able to tell Carl, which I don't know if he ever had the opportunity to say, hey, listen, The way I'm this way now, because I've been following your example, that's a way to speak life and encourage someone else who's been that encouragement for you, whether they realize it or not. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if while you were listening to the show today, somebody's name popped in your head that needs to hear this message, do them a favor, take a picture of the podcast art and share it with them. You never know the impact you may have. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.